Welcome to the Cold World Podcast. How you all been? I hope everybody's been good. I am, I'm trying something new tonight. I, I'm, I'm going to record on Anchor. I'm going to see what that does. I, I have a different setup normally, but I'm going to try it out. And let's see. If it sounds crazy or super different, you all can let me know. But we're going to give it a go, man. I am uh, excited. It's been a long year. It's, it's, it's What is it? June? Yeah, it's June isn't even over yet. But it's been a long year. But I'm excited because in the next few weekends, I have one well, I got one weekend of classes left, of traditional classes, then it is just writing the dissertation. Like, I cannot wait, fam. Like, you don't understand. Like, I'm so ready to be done with classes. Like, I love my classes. I love the people. All that good stuff. It sounds good. That sounds great. But uh, your boy is mad ready to be done. And um, and this is the other thing. Like, I'm starting my writing the actual dissertation, I know that I get on my chair's nerves. I, I have, my chair is a saint, okay? An absolute saint. You know why? Because I bug him constantly. I send emails. Then I send another email. And if I don't hear back from those two emails, then I'm texting you. Let me, but let me, let me explain why, though, right? Like, this is, you know, there's a reason why. So aside, from, let's let's let me let me give you the, the the backstory, the reason why. Okay, so just in my life, a lot of people offer to help me with things or to do things, and they say they're gonna do X, Y, and Z, and then they never do it. You feel me? Like it just doesn't happen. And then I'm out here, you know what I'm saying? Like looking crazy, and then it's like, well, that's on me because I should have followed up. So then you try to follow up with folks, and you still give folks a chance, and it still don't happen. When it when I do get things to happen, it's cause I hound them. You know what I'm saying? So then now I'm the person that's checking in, you know what I'm saying, very often, very frequently, making sure you don't need making sure you need anything. I got you. You know what I mean? Like I'm the person like before I come to meet with you, I'm checking just to say, Hey, we gotta meet today, I'm on my way, type stuff, right? And that can that can be annoying because people would think that you don't trust them. But it's like a lose lose situation. So with the most important thing that's ever happened in my academic career, I'm neurotic, baby. I'm I'm just I'm annoying. He know that though. He he know and we're gonna build something brilliant together. That's that's the plan. Um but at least listen, I know that I'm annoying. You know what I mean? Like that that makes a difference. So um Anyway, man, other than that, though, I'll get back into that uh, in a little bit, but it's a lot going on in the news, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. Y'all, they out here splitting up people and their babies at borders. They putting babies in cages. I mean, Trump is out here wilding, B. He is wilding. And I think that I know a lot of people that said that there was no difference between Hillary Clinton and Trump. Trump Trump is out here repping for his people, man. Like this dude he he the more I watch Trump's presidency, the more upset I get with Obama. Let me explain what I mean by that. I like Obama. I love Ob- I like Obama a lot. What I mean by that is 
Remember how every time we asked Obama for something, it was like he is the president of everybody. He is not the president of black people. He's the president. He's everybody's president. And it's like yes, because that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like like that makes a lot of sense to me. You gotta be a populist or whatever, right? But Trump plays to his base, and I'm jealous of the Trump base because he don't care. He just does not care. He don't. He don't care nothing about pissing off uh, Democrats or the left or whomever, right? You know what I'm saying? So all that rational talk that I was on for the last eight years before Trump, like, now I'm like, well, he could have been going hard. What if Obama really would have went, like, crazy super hard for black folks? Like, what would have happened? I mean, because people would have said, well, we would have got somebody terrible. Well, we got somebody terrible. We got Trump. Like, we still got the thing that people was trying to prevent us from getting. You feel me? So, Trump is out here splitting up babies, man. He putting, he putting kids in, in, in camps. It's wild in these streets. And then the travel ban came up today. And, the, the you know, people that said Hillary was the same as Trump. Well, Trump got to pick a a judge, and that judge definitely just said that that uh he was a deciding vote in 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 making sure that the travel ban stood. You know, I think that like I mean we see in the consequences of, of 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 elections, and let me be clear, like I mean I still want Hillary Clinton, um, and I still also understand and know people that. We're not excited about Hillary Clinton. Like, I wasn't excited about Hillary Clinton. I really wasn't. But, you know, when it's down to two people, man, like, that's the people that's in the game, baby. Like, like that's just how that is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, like, like, man, I feel some of y'all that wanted Bernie and you didn't get him, but to not vote or to vote for Trump or, like, to vote for Jill Stein, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just like like that's part of the reason why this dude is here. And bruh's Teflon. Like he is a Teflon Don. Nothing is stick nothing sticks to him. And he just don't care. I mean, it's crazy. Like it's it's you know, we gotta have short memories and we like to forget things. I'm a hip hop dude, I love hip hop. And hip hop really did used to fool with Donald Trump, right? Like, real tough. Like, Trump got a lot of songs named after him. He got a lot of bars. Um, and I think that the reason why is because people have always noticed, even though they're lying, well, I don't want to say they, I don't want to call nobody a liar. Maybe they didn't know it to this extent. Like, it wasn't that crazy when he wasn't the president, even though he was doing racist stuff with housing and all that stuff back then. But I think rappers and hip-hop, were attracted to him because he did what he wanted to, said what he wanted to say, and he had a lot of money, and he married models. You know what I mean? And I think that, like, you think that one would, like, subside those things once they became the president of the United States. He said, nope. Nope. Donald Trump might as well be wearing a G-Unit, like, tank top right now, fam. Like, he he don't care. He does not care. What do you do with somebody that don't care? I mean, we keep, you know, folks is pursuing 
the legal stuff or whatever, man. But but what do you do? Um, I mean, it's crazy, man. Social media, you know, I've talked about social media and me kind of stepping away from it just because, you know, it's just a lot going on, man. And nuance is just dead. Nuance is dead. Um, debate is dead. You know, it's a different time right now. It's a different time. You know what's crazy is uh, I remember when I was a kid growing up in the 80s and early 90s and you asked somebody who they was voting for and like they wouldn't tell you. Remember that? Like, did anybody remember that? Like, things have changed so much, right? Like, everybody talking about who they vote for. Like, people are like, asking you, hey, man, I'm, a, I'm applying for this job. That's cool. Who would you vote for? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just such a different time. But now I, I kind of understand why folks was doing that. Because they knew that we couldn't handle people disagreeing with us. And then you got social media, and that's all the way crazy, fam. All the way. So... I don't know, man. Trump is Trump is wilding out here. Um, I think we've, you know. Listen, man. I'm black, man. I, I we've survived things. I think we will. I I know everybody won't survive. Let's let's let's. It's a lot of people struggling right now. Um, but I think you know we got to hold on, man. And what's going to look different in the next election? I think that's really important. I think it's really important. Um, I also. I'm a person that, for the most part, if I'm keeping it all the way a buck, is I've never really thought any president was going to do good things for me. Let me let me explain what I mean by that. Like, if great things happen under a president that affect me, that's a bonus. You know what I mean? But, like, the way I grew up, I was just taught you had to go, like, make your own or build with your own people or whatever the case is, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I believe politicians are politicians are politicians. Um, not to, like I said, like I said, just said in the example with Hillary and Trump, there's a difference, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's, there, there can be a difference, but I also think that I just don't expect a lot from a politician. I just, I just don't. And, um, so what does that make my life look like? How do I work to go get mine? Like, you know what I'm saying? And you can't insulate yourself from the ills of the world. Like, you can't insulate yourself from, like, racism. You can't insulate, you know what I'm saying, yourself from the economy and, and things like that. Like, there are a lot of major things that happen in this country that impact us. But what do I need to do to best position myself and my family to make sure that I'm not caught slipping. Because I posted this earlier, man. The numbers just came out. I think in San Francisco, $117,000 for a family of four is now considered low income. Like, we living in a bubble. This is a bubble economy. It will not last. It just won't. That's the rules of, of, of a capitalist, like, society and a free market. Like, it doesn't. It can't last. It can't sustain itself. There are peaks and there are valleys. Every few decades or so, we have a crash. And then we have a boom. We have a crash. And then we have a boom. Some crashes are worse than others, i.e. the Great Depression where cats was jumping off of buildings. But, you know, I mean, it's but that that's what happens. So how do I insulate myself from that? What is the skill that I have? What is it that I produce 
as a, as an entrepreneur that you know is recession proof. I don't know if I have anything that's recession proof, um, but there are a lot of people that have like you know recession proof type of professions, and uh, I think that the smart folks are thinking about what's gonna happen when this next bubble bursts. I don't know if that bubble that bursts is gonna be school loans because Lord knows I have a ton of them. I don't know if it's gonna be another housing crisis. I don't know if it's gonna do what. You know, Web 1.0 did when um, everybody had internet startups and they all like bombed out, phased out, and died. Um, I don't know what it is. I just know that something's coming. And that's not me trying to be like ominous and all that stuff. It's just that's it. Read read an economic book. Like that's just what happens. Um, you know, markets do straighten themselves out. But they purge themselves too, you know. So I think that that's going to be real interesting. And speaking of interesting, man, listen, I try to keep it light on here for the most part. Sometimes, not all the time. But can I just say, white folks in the Bay, y'all are wildin', B. Like, I live here in the Bay. Y'all are wildin'. First, first you got the lady from at Lake Merritt calling the police on the barbecue folks. Then she crying and she become a victim because that's just what people do. Then you got the white jogger dude at Lake Merritt throwing homeless buddy stuff in the lake. Listen, man, I live in Oakland. I know a lot of people seeing pictures of the, of the bay and like they'll see Oakland, they'll see Lake Merritt. Like Lake Merritt is becoming more and more famous, right? Lake Merritt is not a lake. That with the water, you won't even touching you. Like, it is disgusting. Lake Merritt is disgusting. It is, it is, oh my God. Like, I love Lake Merritt. I go and I celebrate Lake Merritt. One, I don't go in the grass because ducks and geese own the grass. It's geese crap everywhere you step. It ain't, it's not cool. And then the water is filthy. It is disgusting like it stinks it smells it's beautiful from far away it is beautiful at night it shimmers it's a good place to 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 jog you know during the daytime at night they got rats but it is it's beautiful i love lake Merritt. i love 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 lake Merritt. but if you're not from here you're looking at it and you're thinking it's something that it ain't i'm just trying to let you know but this makes it worse because the jogger dude like throws this homeless dude's everything he owns in the nasty ass lake. Like it ain't even. I, if it was a pool, like it would still be bad. But it'd be like, yo, I feel okay getting these these things out and letting them dry off for you. Okay, the lake. I don't. Every time I think about the water and Lake Merritt touching me, how I many? I grew up with the Ninja Turtles. Remember, like the ooze. Like, and they was in the sewer, and then the turtles turned into, like, the, the people size. That's what I think is going to happen if, if Lake Merritt water touches me, fam. Like, like I don't know what's... I'm going to instantly die if Lake Merritt water touches an open wound, okay? And this dude just threw this other, like, this homeless man stuff in the water. He wouldn't bother nobody. That's crazy. So then they got, so then he did that, and then Black Twitter got him because he got arrested because he had other issues. And then you had a little girl in Frisco. First off, 
It's a little girl of color in San Francisco. San Francisco ain't got that many people of color left. You feel me? So, like, this little girl's out here making a way, son. Girl is selling water. Another white lady hop on their phone and reports this girl selling water, son. And then, to make it worse, when they start taping her, the chick runs around the corner and, like, like... She, like, squats down like she about to use the bathroom. Like, she's trying to hide. Like, but they got the camera. It's, fam, it is wild in these streets, okay? White folks are not playing with, listen, white folks ain't playing with us in 2018. They said, I will call the popo. Damn it, these police are here for me. And so, so, I don't know. They said that she might not have called the police. She was trying to scam. But I saw the Daily Show skit where, yeah, that would be even worse. That you like trying to like intimidate and threaten an eight-year-old. But anyway, so let me tell you what the lady does, yo. This broad. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just, this, the story is just crazy. The lady sells cannabis, but not just cannabis. She sells cannabis treats to dogs. Oh, fam, that is the whitest thing I've ever heard in my life. Listen, man, it's already bugged out that, like, all these white people is making money off of selling weed. Like, you got to understand, like, like, my daddy and mama was in and out of jail for drug-related stuff. Most of the time, it was crack. But sometimes it has something to do with weed. My parents went to jail a lot. But sometimes, like, you know what I mean? Black people are, like, behind the walls over some weed. And not only is this woman selling weed, she's making weed snacks for dogs. I told y'all they love dogs more than they love us. Remember I did the episode a long time ago about white folks coming in my food spaces with their dogs and they shaggy hair and they think that that's there's nothing wrong with that like they feel like their dog is a human um i like dogs that's cool i i love your relationship with your animal i don't have to respect that like i don't that's not a person to me um but anyway that's what's happening man so how do you like fight that right and then i saw something where this white lady this this older white lady is like in this Mexican kid's face. He just graduated from college, and he's like, "Why don't you like us?" And she was like, "Cause y'all are like murderers and rapists or something." Like she said that to his face, and she like put her finger in his face. And I said, "This this 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 young man is anointed, fam. This young man has the spirit of the Lord covering him, and has given him the spirit of calm." Because I would have lost everything. It, my life would be over. Because that lady is not just going to be able to put her finger in my face and call me a rapist and a murderer. It's just, that's just not how it's going down in the town, B. I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand that. That is, um, that, that is, that is something else. That is, that is different. But I, 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 um. It's so wild, though, man. It, it it's just so wild. I don't listen. I I don't. I I, I don't want to say that I got all the answers that I know what's going on in people's minds. I I don't I don't know, fam. I but 
that woman put her hands all in that boy's face. And um, we would have had us a serious problem. A serious problem. But he handled it so well. He handled it. He had manners. And he just posted it. And I think the lady trying to apologize now. But all I'm saying is, white folks, y'all are wilding right now. I don't know if it's Trump. I don't know if it's the water. I don't know if it's the air. I don't know if y'all had a secret white people's meeting that said, okay, we about to just turn on a different switch right now and just go completely nuts and mad. But y'all are wilding. Period. Like, I'm not even one of them people that's like, like, I'm not like a touchy-feely, like, sensitive, like, dude. I don't censor people. Say what you want. I don't care. But y'all are out here wilding, man. Like, don't, don't, I'm telling you, don't let this, this, don't let this stuff get y'all hurt, man. I'm not saying I'm going to do nothing because I'm a square and I'm just trying to write this dissertation and be a somebody. But y'all going to run into the wrong one. When y'all going to run into the wrong one, fam? I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. So, folks have been asking, what am I doing my research on? I am doing research on black men that are now doctors, that have doctorate degrees, terminal degrees, uh, that grew up during or directly after the crack epidemic. And the reason why is because I want to know how they navigated and how they got to be where they were. Obviously, there's a connection between me and those people because I am finishing up a terminal degree and I grew up in the crack era with parents on crack and homeless and two parents that were both in and out of jail. So like all these mitigating factors. And I wanted to do the research on it because statistically speaking, if you say, hey, if a kid is goes to... 10 elementary schools, which I went to a lot of elementary schools, lives in three different regions, is homeless, both parents are in and out of jail, you know, flirted with with foster care, all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. Like, the chances of me actually going to college, not even, or, or getting a doctorate and becoming a Dr. Cole, is like 0.01 blah, 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 right? And so I wanted to be able to own and tell another narrative and um, so that that's that's how that's coming about, like right. So that's that is what my research is on. And behind me in this wall, like I've been in my office. I, I'm not even at home. I'm doing this at my office. I've been in my office since eight o'clock this morning. Um, this is about eight thirty because I had breakfast. It's like eleven something at night. But I had to like write this new piece, and I've been really excited to dive. It's like exciting, sad, but also like excited, empowering to dive head first back into the crack era and like relive a lot of that stuff. But now with data and understanding it and being able to articulate it differently, I also like being able to mix in my data and my research with um, like hip hop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's like a, you know, a very famous theory that's up here. And I use Nas's like chorus from Illmatic. I use a, a a verse from Big. I use some from like from Jay Z because it actually lines up with the data, right? And, and lines up with these theories. So that's the fun part when you get to freak it. You know what I'm saying? Like when you get to stunt and be like, okay, here go my research. It's dope. It's 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 rigorous. And also 
here go hip hop references for you. You know what I'm saying? Like people, like white folks is gonna have to read like Jay Z's lyrics in this thing, and that's just that tickles me. I don't. I am easily amused. That's that's just like I have white colleagues that I care about not deeply that care about me. And my favorite thing that I'm looking forward to is to have them read aloud certain passages of this dissertation. Um, so that should be fun. The other thing is um, I start to collect. So I am interviewing three black men with doctorate degrees that, that grew up in the crack era with mitigating circumstances. And we're doing oral histories. We're building oral histories because I want their stories told. And I want to do something with those stories afterwards. I'm going to talk with them and see what we can do. But I think that these stories could easily be a book, um, some articles or whatever, because I just I just feel like we got to own our story, man. So many other people is owning our story. And um, like I, I write my own story. Nobody else is going to make bread off of my pain, <laughs> off of my experience, my triumphs. Uh, that, that, that's mine. And I feel the same way about these brothers. So I'm excited that my first interview starts this week. And it should be fun, man. So that's kind of what's going on here. But what that does is it turns Charles into a hermit. Now, I'm already a hermit just naturally. I, I don't I don't like people. Like, I don't like... I don't mean, Let me say that again. It's not that I don't like people. I love people. I don't need to be in the presence of people. Um... One of my favorite places is in my house with Netflix. Like, I just upgraded my Netflix because I got a 4K TV, and they got an Ultra HD 4K setting now. Like, those things excite me. Going to the movies by myself excites me. Going going to have dinner alone, like, excites me. I think it's because when I was young, I had to deal with people a lot. And I used to, I mean, I used to go out. Like, I used to... I used to like tear up these clubs, yo. Like it was, I used to be out here, you know what I'm saying? But now I just, I really enjoy my time with me and all that good stuff, man. Like I, I, that's just something that I appreciate. You feel me? So that, that is, that is, that's what I try to do. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want it to come off like I just hate people. But anyway, so I've already been a hermit, but now with, trying to run my organization, Energy Converters, closing out the year financially, raising money for next year for Energy Converters, um, getting this doctorate done, you know what I'm saying? Like, really trying to make all this stuff kind of mesh the right way. Like, Like, I just haven't had time to go do other stuff. So I don't want anybody to feel like I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, um, like, 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 I don't care about them or I'm mad at anybody or what. It's, that's not the case, man. I'm just really, really, really in grind mode. I've worked really hard to get to this place, and now it is at, it's crunch time, and I just got to really focus. And that's what I've been doing. I've been really focusing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yes, I'm definitely at WeWork. Um, somebody asked me on the live feed where I was. And so, so that that's that's what the focus is for me, man, like. Here's the thing, and and here's what I say. I just, you know, when I give these talks and all that good stuff, man, like, 
I'm not the smartest dude. Like, I'm not the most charismatic dude. Like, every, like I can be mean, all those things. I don't try to be, but I just am who I am, right? But I control how hard I work. You're not going to outwork me. You're not going to outwork me. You're not going to outwork me. Like, I would die first. Like, you're not, I'm not going to lose because I didn't work hard. I might lose you because you better, but I won't lose because I didn't work hard. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's... That's that's something that always has mattered to me. It matters to me now. Um, so that's why I go hard. And that's why ain't nobody seeing me uh, <laughs> until this thing is done. But guess what, y'all? Because on July 8th, guess who's done with doctorate classes? This dude. And I cannot wait, fam. I can't wait. The last thing I'm going to share, and I'm going to let y'all go. And then I'm going to try to figure out how to mix this stuff down onto... Uh, on, on, on to anchor I got to give the biggest speech of my life uh, now I've been all over the country I've spoken in front of hundreds of people before I've spoken in front of mayors and governors and, and superintendents and all this stuff man but I got to give the best the biggest speech of my life I've been flown across the country to talk but I got to give the commencement speech at my old high school Fam, you don't understand the feeling that that was for me, man. I'm still high off of that right now. Um, I don't even remember what I said to them. I just blacked out. I didn't even, like, I never write my speeches. But before, um, I'll share this quick story, and then I'll let you go. So I was waiting for the principal. We were talking about graduation. And... A parent uh, of one of the kids came in, and we just got into a conversation. And she asked me to. She was telling me about her son and how she doesn't want him to get distracted, and you know, and to be encouraging and all that stuff. So I asked her for the three points she wanted me to make, and she gave them to me. Uh, I wrote just. I just in my little notebook. I just had those three words written down, and uh, and that's where the speech came from. And it seemed to have gone well. I think it went really well. I think the reception was dope, man. But that I could do that forever. That was heaven for me, man. It was it was beautiful. It was beautiful being back on that campus. Uh, I am an Emory High Spartan to the day I die. And uh, God has really blessed me, man. Like I like I I joke around, or you know, I might get upset about a bunch of stuff, or or be really serious, man. But I've, I don't deserve none of this. God has really, really, really blessed me. And I'm just trying to enjoy it right now because I know how y'all switch up. Y'all switch up, especially in the super uber PC time that we in. Y'all switch all the way up. So before y'all banish me to some island, I'm going to try to move away before y'all even get the chance to, to be honest with you. Um, uh, yeah, can't wait to move to a undisclosed location. But um, I've been really, really blessed, though, man, and and I'm glad that um, that my story or whatever is is being a service to other people, and uh, I'm gonna just try to keep doing the best I can and try to become a better person, man, because I got my demons just like you do, and everybody going through something. Everybody is. I know social media will out have you out here thinking that these people's lives is perfect, and it ain't, man. Folks, folks is in shambles out here. This social media stuff got people, um, I mean, it, it got people more depressed than ever, I think. And I think that 
we gotta we gotta we gotta really stay on our square, man. Like you gotta really be comfortable with who you are. You gotta really, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you gotta be okay with who you are, because this world will have you um, thinking that something wrong with you, and those voices will get louder and louder and louder. Um, and also, I want to say uh, uh, rest in peace to uh, XX Tentacion. Um, um, I wasn't the biggest uh, fan of his music. I respected it. Um, he was a young man. You know, his life got clipped pretty early. And I, I don't wish for anybody to go out like that. You feel me? Um, so to his family, um, I hear he has a baby that's coming that he, that he's leaving behind. You know, I wish everybody the best, man. And I don't really have too much to say about it. I, I think because social media got folks out here wilding on that. And I just know what I was doing at 20 versus what I do now. I mean, I, I, did, I do stupid stuff all the time. Like I said, I, I say this on this podcast all the time. I do stupid stuff. I do stuff that I... Listen, man. I did something I regret. Like, I, I just always do. And it's frustrating. And I frustrate myself. And we always get frustrated with ourselves. But I'm just saying, if I got judged solely on what I was doing at 20, when I was going to... City nights and just out here. It's a club out here and just wilding and and drinking and 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 chilling and like just doing a whole bunch of stuff. Man, I was out here, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like if that was the only, if that was the totality of what I got judged in. Like I don't know too many people that's gonna come out of that clean, but you know. Anyway, um, and I also just didn't know him, and I don't really. I don't I didn't I don't know about I don't know. I wasn't a fan of his like that. Like I didn't have anything against him, but I wasn't a fan of his like that, so I'm not going to speak on it. You know what I'm saying? The way like when Pac died is very different for me than when this young man died, but I understand young folks that are going through it right now cuz I remember, man, I was in middle school when Pac died and I remember like I saw some of the hardest dudes that I was terrified of like in the hallways sobbing, you know? Um, people end up meaning a lot to people, man. Music speaks to people in a very different and special way. So, you know, I hope he finally found some peace. I hope his people found some peace. Um, and with that being said, man, I, you know, I'll try to get another show in soon, man. But in the meantime, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Um, leave your comments. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know the topics that you want me to discuss, like always. And, uh... God bless, man. Really. But in this climate, really, really, really take care of yourself. Take care of your mental, man. Because it's, it's rough out here for a lot of folks. All right, man. Peace. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.